Well, I cannot and will not speak for Melissa because she's not here. That would be a question you might want to um, pose to her. And she's definitely sure because I think she just gets it on a deep level and also has studied the work of Hammer. Um, So I can just answer for me, Don. Uh, During... It's interesting this came in just now. During the time of the last 10 years with all these things I went through, you know, the uh, I picked painful ones too. I don't know if you've ever done the heartburn thing, but it's crazy and it's just, it's right there on the vagus nerve and make it crazy, you can't sleep. And then um, sciatica is probably one of the most painful. Have you ever had that? Don't want to do that one. And then, irritable bowel syndrome. So I picked the three three really painful ones. But I learned a lot about pain and, and how it all works. And so during that time, Don and others, I um I I, I just had to go within to such an extent and and um I don't like to use the term that much because it gets a little Airy fairy for people, but literally, um, as soul, look at things from the soul plane, from a soul perspective, and not the mind or the emotional perspective. I was able to do that working with my teacher when I was trying to figure out why it hurt so bad. <laughs> So I had a great motivation, right? And um, you can imagine all the things I I tried, and well, do this, and it'll boss under you know. But I did, like I say, I did colostrum, and and it helped. They all they all softened the pain a bit. But um, as Melissa and I talked about, you can do all the things in the world, um, uh, uh, herbs and vitamins and this and that but until you get to the spiritual issue as Adam does working with people who's the matter with you uh, it's not it's gonna it's, it might move to another area in the body or you know and then say well now I got this what's that about uh, it works in many different ways but to get at the initial trauma as the German New Medicine people believe, and Dr. Hammer proved with brain scans, um, it's just not gonna, it'll keep coming back. You know, if you go in and kill, a, as we talked about, if you go in and, go in and kill bacteria, which are there to clean up uh, the, the, the damaged tissues, or viruses, which are there to kill the damaged tissues that have been made to be deadly, it's all a lie. Um, viruses and bacteria are not out there trying to kill you. They're there in the body to help you. Uh, this is just the way it is. And this whole antibiotic thing, COVID thing, vaccine thing is all made up. And we know that. And um, and I think it's really interesting that they use something that was so, um, so provable, right? So non-provable that you can't prove that you catch a bacteria from somebody or a cold from somebody or a virus or some 
COVID thing from somebody. You can't do it. It doesn't work like that. We don't catch anything from anybody. Even according to Cowan and Kaufman, I don't know if I want to try this, but uh, even <laughs> even herpes and uh, um, sexual transmitted disease, they're not passed on like that either, which is very curious. Once again, I don't think I'm going to experiment with that one. Uh, but um, no, I know. it's It just doesn't work like that. The whole germ theory has been it's been a lie since uh, the Spanish flu that nobody caught. Um, even the plague and all that was, was all uh, transmission. People were, people were detoxing from something and uh, sanitation and rats and God knows what. They were being bitten. And uh, Now, if you're bitten by something, you know, um, that's different. They can inject something into your system and you could certainly die from a snake bite or a rat that's uh, got some kind of funky thing. And that's what a lot of the bubonic plague was about, too. And then rat feces. It was a whole thing, but people weren't catching thing in the air. It doesn't work like that. Never has worked like that. God didn't put it up like that. We never would have made it this far if we were catching things from somebody else. So, um, how did I get off on that? Um... So, so the only way I was going to, uh, I just had to learn how my thoughts and my images, my beliefs, and the tension or any kind of little fears or anything, tension or angst was the cause of all these uh, issues that I went through the last 10 years. Um, that's the way I learned it, just by looking and seeing. And I got to the point where actually, I, actually, I could actually see um, areas of my body that had a um, little bit darkened areas that are called engrams. And I saw it on the inner planes, and I saw how the mind, and I see it every moment of my life now, once you lower it, you to see it and feel it, how... Um, Everything that I think and believe to be true is in the body at that moment. So, and once you see it, and you look and see, and you go, wow, it's interesting. So that's how I know, because I've seen it, and uh, nobody will ever take this information away from me, and I never have to believe in a germ, or will ever, or believe in anything that can hurt me, or I just can't. So that's why I'm so kind of globbed on to a German New Medicine because I know they're on it. And it's one of the, I think it's the number one um, modality for you to get involved in if you're looking to really get rid of, let go of some deep-seated um, thing, you know? Um, I get probably two or three emails a week. Well, maybe not, a couple a week. People that their mom or their dad or they or their kids or they have what's called cancer and they ask me for advice and I don't do medical advice but I, I just send them I said what? I would just get a, uh, an appointment with Melissa Sell there's other German New Medicine but I know her you can listen to her you know she gets it and she's a very sweet woman and spends time with people I would um, rather than go and try to kill something what which doesn't want to be killed, 
Cancer cells are there cleaning things up. We know that. So they're not trying to kill you. And if you fall into that medical model, which 90% of people do and do chemo because they want to kill it because they think it's evil, they're just killing themselves. Oh, it might keep people living a little bit longer if it kills some tumors, but it's not going to. You can look at the numbers with chemo. People do better doing nothing. Nothing. So this is really where we're going from here. And um, Melissa and I talked about it I'm not interested in killing anything. I have no interest in killing anything um, in my body. Just don't care. It's going to figure it out. It's going to figure it out. Which is really interesting why turpentine can be a very, very um, useful modality and maybe even the... the um, um, Miracle Mineral Supplement or Chlorine Dioxide because I think that's just an oxygenation thing, Chlorine Dioxide, isn't it? I think it's just oxygen and it doesn't kill anything. It just helps the body to deal with things, which is maybe why people have such good results with it. Turpentine is the same way. I mean, Dr. Jennifer Daniels has said it does not kill parasites. It works it stuns them <laughs> in an extent, and then the body deals with them if you have an overgrowth, and we can get an overgrowth of these things. There's no doubt about it. Or fungus. Things can get so out of whack, you may need uh, or want to do turpentine or chlorine dioxide. Uh, but that's as far as I would ever go. I did both, and I still do turpentine every now and then just for fun. Um, you know, just to experiment. But... Uh, I wouldn't want to go in and try to kill bacteria with antibiotics, of course, or some some invisible germ with a vaccine. Very dangerous. I don't care what vaccine. It's just a bad model. It's never been right. Uh, the polio thing was a big scam. Uh, Jonas Salk was, he was one of the boys. I know it's hard to believe that all of this that we've been dealing with for the last 100 years, 150 years, has all been a lie, but it has been. I don't think all these people and doctors and and big pharma people, I don't think that they're evil and they know it's all a lie. I think they really believe it. You know, I think there's the Pfizer people really think that some vaccine is going to cure COVID because... Somebody came up with a COVID DNA thing on a computer and then they developed a vaccine for it. They never had a COVID um, molecule, a real virus, and created a vaccine. I think the very first thing Dr. Cowan says, it came out of some snot from somebody who was um, presenting with a, a, a detoxification of a flu. Flu, there's no flu virus. All flus are are just detoxifications. Colds are just detoxifications. So the whole thing was built on a, on a house of cards, which is why it's such a disaster. 
It was all a controlled opposition. It was all a, a psychological operation. And if you don't think that you can um, get sick from believing you can catch something, well, just try it. So you can imagine. And then, then they had a fake test, right? So you can imagine millions, billions of people running around the planet uh, believing that there was some germ and then they would get tested and they're positive, which was fake, and then they would get sick, which was just a detox from the fear damaging the tissues and the angst, and then they said, I got COVID. and get anything. Luckily, they were strong enough to detox this thing. And you know, this is what's really cool. I know people, several, that had the most horrific flu ever in December before this COVID thing hit, like they were going to die. And you say, well, how's that possible? I, I I know why it's possible. The folks I'm talking about are so spiritually evolved that they knew this was coming, and they got they got their thing ahead of the game, so they wouldn't get caught up in any of this, and they detoxed big time more than they ever have. So they got the worst flu ever. I got. I had a thing like that. What was it? Two years ago? Three years ago? Four years ago? It was crazy. Some friends of mine, and I think that's part of the reason uh, we we experienced that, so we could really detox a lot of the yuck stuff. So by the time this one came around, we knew that it was a scam. See, everything is so magically works when you think in terms of spirituality stuff. There's no accidents. No accidents. Hmm. If bacteria are not all good, try not cleaning your teeth for any time. They're not helpful. Well, it's not bacteria in there that are hurting your teeth. So... Actually, there's a lot of evidence to prove that people who don't brush their teeth ever, ever, ever have amazing... There's people in Africa, other places, like they don't brush their teeth in all parts of the world. Brushing your teeth with Crest is just a made-up thing. We use pearl because it's pearl, it's real, it's living, and it works on the DNA in the body and to make them more pearly and harden the, the surface, which allows the light to come in and they look nicer. But it doesn't kill anything. So, I disagree with you. There's no bacteria in there.
architect here are always trying to clean things up. If you're using toothpaste with um, um, glycerin, you know, then you're putting a coating on your teeth so they can't remineralize and you can have tooth problems. And glycerin, glycerin's in almost every toothpaste in the world, so. It's all a scam, folks. It's all made up. My question was, is, whether there has a European base for the pearl toothpaste thing. It's not a toothpaste, it's a powder. Or is there an alternative source in Europe for the pearl toothpaste powder thing? Do you happen to know? Germany, Switzerland, Austria. Thanks. Oh, you mean so they don't ship? I don't, I didn't know. Do they not ship? Let me write. Here, let me take this call and I'll write Marvin. Maybe they don't ship overseas. I don't know. Good morning. Who's this? You're on the air. Hi, good morning. It's Mark in Massachusetts again. Hey, Mark again. Is that your last name? Mark again in Massachusetts? Uh, You can call it that. You can call it that. (laughs) (laughs) I've been called worse, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Here we go. Worse. Um, No, you... uh, you were striking a chord with me when you were talking about, um, you know, the things that made you, uh, you know, kind of disagree with the church. And, um, you know, for me, it was COVID. You know, it was like, you know, the way they handled that and the way they, they would send out these emails to everyone in church saying, you know, well, you know, we can't have church, uh, you know, for, for the foreseeable future until the, the scientists and the government say it's okay. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, and it was breaking my heart to watch these, these video services that they were having. You know, I was, I was a deacon in my church and I was going every Sunday. And then like, once I saw the way they were putting their faith in Fauci and all these scientists, mm-hmm. instead of putting their faith in God, I, I had to walk away. I couldn't really? even be a part of it. Yeah, I understand, brother. I understand. I mean, I know, my goodness, I know, I know some people are very devout in their, their, um, their religion, you know, and they yep. really talk about spirit that heals and all this stuff. And they get cancer and the first thing they do is try to kill it. Yep. And I, I'm not criticizing them because they get scared and they're so programmed to believe that this stuff, there's something out there that wants to kill you. Um, so I get it. Again, it's not a criticism. It's just kind of, um, you know, commenting on the way the world is. You either trust God or you don't, you know? <laughs> either trust, my, right. tr- trust Mother Earth or you don't. There's no, there's no either or, right? Yeah, I mean, and like you say, tie up your camel too. Tie, tie your camel and, you know, whatever, detox and, you know what I mean, uh, do stuff that we talk about and, uh, yeah, you do that. Tie your camel, but um, to not trust God and have 
somebody chemo you up or vax you up or believe in, you know, that something can get you, it's just not very spiritual. It's right. the most unspiritual thing, and that's why you, you bailed, right? Yeah. It, it, it was like the way, just the way their words were. Mm-hmm. And then I, I ended up going back to church for uh, my daughter's confirmation. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we went back for that, and it was an outdoor service out on the front lawn. And, you know, it was, it was nice to be back, but, like, they had, they had boxes painted on the, on the lawn where you couldn't leave your little box. And, you know, everybody had to wear a mask, and, like, we had to do this. We weren't allowed to sing. Wow. I mean, did, did you hear me? Yeah, I did. We're wearing a mask. Wow. <laughs> we're, like, 10 feet away from the next family, and we're not allowed to sing outdoors. Yeah, oh, I was, I was appalled. And then, and then they, have, they had, like, this this oath that we had to not we we didn't like affirm verbally that we agreed with the oath but it was like uh you had to raise your hand every time that you you know that that the the pastor um you know gave one of these tenets that we're supposed to you know uh that we're not supposed to touch any of our neighbors and we're not we're we're not going to sing and everyone raises their hand and i was like i wouldn't even raise my hand i was like oh, i wouldn't do this that is unbelievable. No, no way man Oh, no I, I was so upset about that. <laughs> and um, what gets me is, uh, I, we had a great conversation with this fellow about the Bible and the cosmology. Did you see that? Or hear that one? Uh, yeah, I, I caught part of it. Um, so I just sneezed. His name is Matt Long. He's really brilliant. Uh, and he's gone through the Bible and, you know, he did the whole cosmology thing and there's so much information in the Bible about um, about the earth being immovable and with the firmament. I mean, it's just there, you know, and he's all in. He's very biblical. And, but, you know, you can really, I've sent, have people send me stuff and if you would really read New Testament, which I have never really, but I've seen a lot of it, and, you know, they this is what they taught. This is what Jesus taught. To not believe any of this stuff, you know? <laughs> but um, they only read what they want to hear, you know? They only read what they want to hear. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, a lot of the things, like from back when I was a kid, I remember, you know, hear, hearing these things about, about Jesus being able to do all these things and everything, but they never taught us that Bible verse where... Uh, Jesus tells everyone that we have the power to do everything that he's done and, and more. more. No, it's right there. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. So is, is, is it not time for more? What are we doing here? What, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, do we just like, forget the more part? Yeah, and, and people take it so literally that, that Jesus will return. They're waiting for, like, him, in, you know, the, the one that's in the Bible to come and say, I am Jesus. He exists within each of us. That's right. That state of consciousness, that Christ consciousness, whatever you want to call it, it is what we are and more and more and more than where he was spiritually. And I know that may sound blasphemous. How do you say that word? (laughs) Blasphemous? To some people. What's that word? Blasphemous? Blasphemy, yeah. But but it's not. And he said it. And, uh, you know, 
we're more involved than he was at the time, and I don't know where he is now and what he's doing, but I'm sure he's moved on as well. But, you know, uh, with all due respect to the Christians, he ain't coming back. It's not the way it works. <laughs> Sorry. I think this is the second coming. I really do. I think this is the second coming, what's going on right now, that energy, that, um, you know what I mean, the the awareness, oh, yeah. the spiritual growth was what is going on. This is what Jesus was talking about, or what the Christians or the Bible. Did the Bible talk about second coming? I don't even know. I don't know. I didn't get into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They never really taught us that in church school. <laughs> but to think that there's going to be somebody or anybody, God, Spirit, my teacher, anybody going to come and save you, it's just the biggest lie there is because it just doesn't happen like that it doesn't yep. but you know God's there to support us you know right every time we turn around with everything that we need right information friends oh my God. you know what I mean had, you know that right? I've had so many miracles happen in, in the past like you know four or five years you know just amazing things and I can only you know I can only uh attributed to God of course course. and they are miracles they're greater miracles that ever happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus was hanging around or whenever it was greater miracles yeah and like I started a community garden in my town Mm -hmm. where we donate to the food pantry oh and like and it makes me think of um it makes me think of that uh you know the the fish and bread story where where Jesus Mm -hmm. you know feeds 5,000 people with a little bit of fish and bread. And I think about it, I'm like, you know, this little kid brings a bag of all the food that he has, you know, two, what was it? Five fish and two loaves of bread That's or true. something. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and everyone was fed. And I'm thinking about like, imagine all these people that just have a little bit of food and they're just holding on to it tightly. And they see this one little kid offer all of his food. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else offers more and somebody else offers more. And it's like, you know, the spirit of giving it, it's contagious. And, and, and I think that was the miracle, like, in reality, you know. Um, I mean, but who am I? I'm, I'm probably speaking blasphemy now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's all right. You're doing great. So you did this garden, and then you, you do what you can to give uh, food to them food banks, man. That's great. Good for you. Yeah, you know, and I started off the first year, the first mm-hmm. year or two, I only had a little bit of help. And now um, I met this one lady through Facebook, and she lived in the next town over. Oh. And she's kind of like taking over the reins of the thing, and she started a garden club and a five hundred one c three. And hmm. you know, not that you want to get the government involved, no. but <laughs> it's non nonprofit, and they're they're filtering the money through there, and they're they're getting all sorts of donations. Hmm. And uh, you know, we're we're putting money into it. And oh, that's it's, great. Uh, that's great. Yeah, good for you. And how big is the garden? I mean, what size is it now? It, it's not very big um, in area, but. Um, we're just trying to uh, really improve our uh, you know, the density of plant. Yeah, our yeah. yield per, per square foot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just a small town. But, yeah. um, you know, the, the police department let us put, put the, uh, the community garden out and back. And, you know, it's really nice. Oh, that's great. Good for you. And um, do you make compost? Do you make your own compost? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, we could always use more, but... <laughs> It's funny how um, I've heard somebody on a gardening podcast talk about it, how, like, y- you know, there's tons of people that want to get rid of their leaves. They don't want them on their property, 
but they're not even willing to just bring them to you, you know, to, to a community garden even. You know? Right, yeah. They, you know, they want you to come and pick them up. <laughs> you know, one idea you might look into, remember, do you recall when we talked to Paul, Paul Gauchi? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a yeah. big uh, hero of mine. Well, you know, I'm sure there's tree-cutting places in your town or next town where you could, they would come and dump those wood chips. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, Have you done that? I, I've gotten some at my own house. Uh, there's there's a website that, that has like a whole network across the country called Chip Drop. Chip, and, ah. uh, Yeah, and they, they do that. Um, yeah, and you could put and that over like the our, top our, for, excuse me for interrupting, for mulch, you know? and. Yep. uh and then you know, it, it saves water, and it's really cool. I've used it years ago, and it was great. It was great. Yep. Yeah, I do that at my own house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, this community garden—it's kind of you know, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of uh, contention about the wood chips that they're going to make the soil acidic. And, yeah, and that's not true. I, it's not true. I haven't had that experience. Paul Gauchi—that's all he'd use. There was a fellow in. Um, East Austin. Oh, this was twenty years ago, and he would have every truck in the world he could get his hands on to dump wood chips on his property. And I heard about him, and I went out to visit him. And actually, at the time, I think I was—I don't know what I was doing—but I was wanting to maybe do a, like a, a a training thing for free to learn about. Mm-hmm. And you, the soil mat that he had, you could put your hand in there about two feet deep. I mean, literally. Uh, it, and he was talked about all over the Austin area about his soil. And he just kept working it. And then he would do a different part with the wood chips. And he, they'd, two years later, they would all break down. And so he actually used it to build the soil, too. It was crazy. Yeah, crazy. yeah it's amazing. I've got a... Uh I've got a, another community garden plot in a different town where uh, I've done I've done the wood chips now for four years, mm-hmm. and last year was the third year, and and I could really see how the wood chips have, have broken down and and really improved the soil because it was like heavy clay, you know, very oh, wet break pro- everything property. Down, yeah, it was like so wet that you could like lose your shoe in it sometimes, certain times of the year. But now with all the wood chips that I put on them, it's just kind of you know, absorbed it and turned to nice humus mm-hmm. uh, compost yeah. material, and uh, so yeah, the, great. So, do we think? Uh, do we think? I used to know this. Do we think the the trees have minerals in there? They must, right? The trees. The trees. The wood itself had minerals. Um, well, I don't know. From what uh, from what Paul Gauchi said, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's mostly in the in the twigs and the. Um, you know the young twigs and the leaves, the green material, huh. and um, you know, and he adds his uh, his fireplace ash into onto his uh, garden also, and chicken manure. So he, he's it's more than just wood chips that he's doing. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. but he's got kind of a closed loop system there. I mean, aside from the wood chips, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just like his own material, but he just keeps building yeah. from his own property. Yeah. yeah, it's great stuff, though. I wonder what's happening with him these days. I don't know. Yeah. We should probably call him and have him back on. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I, I, um, I put a, a question out there because he was doing a live stream stream back a couple of years ago, and um, 
I asked if he would ever go back on your show, and he said, oh, that's that guy in Texas. Yeah, anytime he calls me, I'll go on. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's never turned us down. I think I still have his email address. I wish he'd do that and just catch up with him. He's still, he's a um, um, veteran kind of a handicap where he kind of crawls around. Is that right? Yeah, last time I saw him on video, he, it looked like he was really struggling to get around, but he was still doing it. Hmm. But that was uh, that was two or three years ago, so I'm not sure how he's doing nowadays. Yeah. Was it Agent Orange, if I remember? That's what he said, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. He had a friend of mine but, who, uh, Vietnam, Agent Orange stuff, and he, that's what took him out, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but anyways, I got to get back to work okay, here. But it was good talking. Nice to you talking again. to you. Call anytime. See you, Mark. All right, thank you, Matt. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Mark, Matt, Mark, Matt, Mark. One of those. If you're new, uh, Couchy, I believe. Let me see if I can find his. How do you spell his last name? Let me go on our website. I think he was on the show three or four times, and it's a fun guy to listen to. Um, let's see, is it G? A U C H. I don't know, it's been so long. G A U C H E, maybe? Our search engine, no, that's not it. Gauchi. Lynn, could you find uh, um, Gauchi for us? And and um, so I could tell folks how they could find him on our website. G-A-U-C-H-E doesn't work. I don't know how to spell his name. If you don't get the right spelling on a search function, you're not going to find it. So play around with it. You can find all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Patrick, enjoy the show from Glenn. Are you concerned about this food shortage thing? I listened to the show yesterday, Voorhees, and he was pretty negative and kind of dark. Yeah, I agree. Um, cool guy. He's a Google uh, whistleblower. You can listen to the show, and I think it's also up on, on BitChute. Um, he's got a new website that we're going to start getting on uh, called Blast I think it's Blast Blast um, Blast.video and we're going to put ours on one um, you know I um, um, yeah, the way I do things actually is um, is I I don't mind talking to people and I listen to people and um, and if they say things I disagree with I don't I don't I don't say anything because it's not my business it's just their opinion about something um, but I just I know what I know and I know what I believe and I know what I want to believe and I know how I want to live my life and I know how I want to feel and I stick to that so I, I live in my own state of consciousness, my bubble, and that's it. Because um, I know that's my best chance to have 
uh, the best life ever is by believing uh, that all things are going to be good. My life is going to be better. Um, nobody can hurt me. And then I do tie my camel, and I've been buying extra food. The last couple of months, I, when I go to the store, I might buy a few cans of organic beans and throw them in the basket just for fun, uh, some sardines. I have, I have a bunch of rice, and I'm going to order 25 pounds of uh, pinto beans. And, and, you know, if things got weird, I don't know. I don't think they're going to that badly, but if they did, you know, you can live on rice and beans for every day for forever if you had to. And plus, the more I really look at living off of God, God, Spirit, you know, I eat so little food. I think yesterday, total, I had a few almonds and uh, I had a six ounces, eight ounces of um, organic chicken broth with a couple crackers. And then last night I had a potato with some squash. One potato, squash. That's all I ate all day long. And I didn't even need that much. I felt like I could have done with a half a potato. You know, the amount of food that we eat, in my opinion, is way, way more. You know, food is, food is just a go-between, between you and God. You know, uh, broccoli is just a, a <laughs> is just a, a medium for God. It's good, it tastes great, and it's fun, and, but, so you can experiment with eating less and less, if you want. And it's funny, I lost any weight eating like this. As a matter of fact, I've gained a couple pounds. Now, what's that about? Pau Gauchi. Oh, I got it. G-A-U-T-S. Boy, I wasn't even close. G-A-U-T-S-C-H-I. Then would you put a hot link and ask Sharon to hot link it in the show page? Because we've talked a lot about them. I think people would like to best be able to click on there, please. Thanks. Antonia, enjoying the show, but I don't get when you say do what you want. Isn't that selfish? Thanks. Do what you want. Oh. No, actually, I think it's the opposite of selfish. Self selfish. If you don't do what we, if I don't do what I want, then what good am I to anybody? Uh, if you don't do what you want and you do what you think you should do, or you do what somebody else tells you to do, or you do, I don't know, then you're not going to be happy, and then you can't be of any service to anybody. Um, you got to do what you want. You don't have to, but I would recommend it. Every moment of your life, do what you want to do. What you know is the right thing to do. For everybody, not just for you. That's the caveat. For everybody. 
And you'll find that the more that you do what you really want to do, like this gentleman who just called, um, he just did the community garden, he really wanted to do it, he thought, he, and it helped others. But he also has his own garden. And the only way that, uh, Antonio, the only way that folks will hear you and you can actually support them if they need help, if they ask, or support them in any way with loaning money or giving them food or whatever, is if you're a happy camper and you're happy and you say, man, she's got something going on, right? Maybe, maybe there's something... Maybe she could help me here. Because if you're not, if you're not doing what you want and you're just... So doing what you want is really... It's... um. You know, you don't get to, you don't want to hurt anybody else or take their stuff. That's different. That's not doing what you want. That's just taking their stuff or hurting them. But other than that, you get to do whatever you want. We've talked about it uh, long ago. Is do all you have agreed to do, and do not encroach on other persons or their property. Those are the only, only two laws you really have to live by, uh, and also pay your taxes and stop at stop signs. Really enjoy Richard Proctor. Please have him back. Yeah, he's cool. We're going to get him back on more often. I mean, I think... Um, yeah, he's... Yeah, to really understand the Constitution and what what's going on is just fascinating to me. Especially, he said on our last show, we're still streaming it, is that in 1973, when the Supreme Court did this whole Roe versus Wade thing, Roe v. Wade, on abortion, they had no business even doing that. It wasn't their purview. It wasn't a constitutional issue. It wasn't. And that's why they're overturning it now because they have enough smart justices, unwoke justices, also known as conservative justices, but believe me, there's a lot of woke conservatives too, but that said that it shouldn't have been doing this, and that's why they're overturning it. Supreme Court has no jurisdiction, according to Proctor, over anything like that. It's not their job. They can't tell you what to do, what not to do. It's a state issue, and if the states get together and you get to elect your state representatives, and if they pass a law in the state that you live saying that you can't abort a fetus, or you can, um, it's a state issue. 
Now, if you don't agree with the law that they pass, then move. There's always a way. Just go somewhere where they pass a law that you agree with. It's not that difficult. Patrick, I had to go to ER a couple days ago, could not urinate. Yow! My prostate was grossly enlarged and had to be catheterized and sent home. I went to a neurologist who gave me the finger and said, <laughs> the finger? I don't know what you mean, gave me the finger. Look at the CT scan. I should go in next week for a biopsy. I know you're not giving medical advice, but my concern is although there is a history of prostate cancer in my family, father died of, father died of P cancer, two brothers had prostate issues, I am more inclined to deal with a non-allopathic method than jumping into the corporate health care that I don't align with. My sister died of cancer and was terrible to watch the shenanigans that she went through. I'm drawn to the German New Medicine Protocols and would like to get some help there. You interviewed Dr. Melissa, Mrs. Sell, very impressed. Um, could you help me contact her? Yeah, just go to her website, melissacell.com. Set up an in, set up a, boom. I moved to North Carolina last October just after losing my oldest daughter unexpectedly and having been dealing with the many emotional issues, yeah, especially with helping my wife. I'm sure this has not helped my situation. She's not on the same page as me with regards to going outside. Well, you see, it's you've already, uh, probably, I'm not diagnosing, but uh, prostate is reproductive issues and you lost your daughter unexpectedly, that was very hard on you, so that to, to now make the connection that you created prostate cancer because of your daughter in October makes perfect sense. You see, when we, as, and I listened to Melissa Sell's show yesterday, when we um, have, a, have a trauma like your daughter losing her unexpectedly, I can only... Uh, Imagine how that feels for a father to lose a daughter. Wow. Unexpectedly. That's a traumatic thing. And then the trauma gets put into the particular area that relates to that. And, you know, I'm no chairman of New Medicine, but I suspect that you're going to find when you talk to her that the connection between your daughter's trauma, your, your, your reaction to your daughter leaving, and the reproductive organs is perfect. Makes sense, right? Reproduction, daughter, boom. That's the way it works. That's why German New Medicine is pretty cool. And, you know, um, they're not just making this stuff up. Uh, Dr. Hammer proved it with brain scans. And he worked with people his whole life and he made the connection between the various organs of the body and uh, the various uh, conflict um, so, you know, not medical advice, but I suspect you've got a conflict issue with your daughter and you could work with her and get clear of that and somehow manage to uh, get okay with it 
whatever that means for you. And I can't guide you there. She can. That's her job. And your prostate cancer, my opinion, just my opinion, will just heal up nicely. Um, I've seen quite a few study, uh, you know, that people that have prostate cancer uh, most often die of something else before they die of prostate cancer. Um, personally, you ask me, not medical advice, but I would not let anybody cut on me. No way, Jose. It's not going to do anything because they're going to give you a biopsy. They'll say it's cancer cells and then they're going to want a nuclear or whatever they do, but it's not. The cancer is trying to heal the trauma of, in my opinion, of your daughter leaving. This is, you know, German New Medicine 101. I may be way above my pay grade here, but Dr. Hammer lost his son tragically in a gun accident, and he got testicular cancer, and he made the connection between reproduction and son. So, again, this is, you know, above my pay grade, but she just may find that. So you can start working on that right now. Right this moment. Just try to understand it's time for your daughter to go and let it go and be okay with it and know that the trauma that you went through, you don't have to do it again and get as squeaky clean as you can with it and it'll probably just start to heal itself up. But I wouldn't let anybody cut on me. Me. As far as cancer in your family, we, we pass on genetic predispositions to traumas, but not cancer. Cancer is there to heal the traumas. So in my opinion, these kind of things, if you talk to Richard Massey and uh, uh, Recall Healing, it's about different traumas in your family uh, constellation that uh, haven't been healed. And these are karmic spiritual things that haven't been healed and the body creates the cancer to get it. So I wouldn't buy into the idea that just because your sisters and all that had cancer, that's not what it's about. The cancer is trying to heal you, but you could certainly have different spiritual issues that, and once you can heal those up with mom and dad and grandpa, and you can do that by uh, getting with Richard Massey um, and his contact information, uh, that stuff will go away as well. So it's never about the disease. It's always about, as Adam said, who's the matter with you, right? Who's the matter with you? So we incarnate, in my opinion, with different people and uh, sisters and brothers and wives and mothers and fathers for one reason, and that is to work out the spiritual disconnects and the traumas that we had with them. That's why we come back with them. Men and women will not heal the trauma with dad and mom who are alcoholics. And when they don't heal the trauma and get clear of why they hate dad or why he hates them or they were abused or whatever, then they'll drink to, um, you know, to dampen out the pain, but that doesn't do anything, and they'll say that alcoholism runs in the family. 
Yes, no, maybe. Behavior, a reaction, is a choice. So, AA, they do good stuff, but they don't understand it either. But, you know, we do what we can. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. Have people reported to us that they've helped heal their gut with colostrum? Indeed, they have. It helped me. You know, I had, I had bigger fish to fry as far as my, my, my colon thing, but uh, it helps me along the way. I did a lot of it, and it soothed, soothed things down and it helped heal um, and it will all of these uh, these nutrients that we talk about and we we pretty much just promote food like pine pollen colostrum elk velvet antler um, hydrogen is a food it doesn't kill anything um, everything that we do all of um, shen blossoms things they're herbs and food that's what they are they're not trying to you know <laughs> manipulate anything and these things are very beneficial because things work on the physical level um, because we feel better and they can actually as above so below but as below so above um, helps us to should have got some water helps us to como se dice um, helps us to have an a little energy and um, wherewithal to work on these spiritual things um, more efficiently. It just does, you know. It just, it just does. You know, a lot of the things we we talk about here um, takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of focus. It takes um, not being in. Uh, it takes energy. So if you're not feeling well, you know, it's hard to even 
think clearly, right? You know that. It's just hard to think clearly when you're not feeling well. Um, so these things help us to feel well as we're getting to the root cause of the problem. And I think we have, well, I know we do have some of the best um, products out there as far as that. Um, here's a picture of this um, Blue Shield um, device. And uh, we know uh, that um, electromagnetic fields from cell phone towers and Wi-Fi's can be stressful on the body. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the science is there. Uh, the stronger you get spiritually, the less they affect you and me because we just get stronger. And this technology, I think, is one of the best ones out there. It's called Blue Shield. And it works on the cells in the body. So again, this is not blocking anything or killing anything. It's in the same structure as what we do everything here at One Radio Network, and that is to um, help the body to get stronger and to do what it needs to do to not have these things hurt us. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's not blocking anything. A lot of people think it blocks uh, EMFs. No, it doesn't do that. I don't know if anything will do that unless you go into a, um, what? I guess you, unless you go into a, um, what do they call those things? Uh, test, uh, whatever. There's a little thing you can get into. What do they call that thing? I don't know. It's not coming to me. Yeah, there are things you can build a little shield and sleep in there, but who wants to do that? We've got to live, you know what I mean? Jelly bean. But uh, I'm going to run down and get some coffee, uh, not coffee, but um, uh, some water and uh, listen to Brandon tell you about this machine. You should get one of these. We're talking with Brandon Amalani about his great product, the Blue Shield. Uh, and the Blue Shield is, uh, the main product is a cube, and it doesn't block the EMFs as some people think, right, Brandon? That's correct. It doesn't. It's it's really about the communication of the device and the, and the body. And what we figured out is how to communicate with the body and amp it up. So it's affecting the cell voltage. It's affecting the intercellular communication. And uh, the most important part is that it's getting the body to stop fighting the EMF, which are repetitive signals in the environment. They're non-native, they're man-made, and the body raises white blood cell counts and, and attacks it like it's a virus, essentially. That's interesting. That's very, very different technology from most units around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This uses uh, multiple scalar outputs, and, and it's really innovative, the scalar realm, because it's using crystal photonics or light to basically do this digital signaling that creates these longitudinal waves that move through time space and affect the subatomic structures between atoms. So as it moves and passes through your body, it's literally affecting the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components of what we're made up of. Well, as you can hear, this is, this is interesting technology, very different. And working on the cells in the body. Uh, the Blue Shield, it's on our website page. Use promo code ONE RADIO, little cube, take care of the whole house. They also have a little personal guy you can put in your pocket or purse. Blue Shield, promo code ONE RADIO, ONE RADIO Network.com. 
Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. We got two. I've got two of them. You don't need two. Uh, they go out about 90 yards, but um, I bought one, and I put it here in the studio. It's up here. And then uh, when the newer, more advanced model came out, Brandon sent me one. God love them. So I put it downstairs. So uh, Doodle and I, my girl, were, were kind of, um, you know, we're kind of, kind of got that going for us. And uh, I've got this guy, too. And this is pretty cool. You can get one of these. And these are a little um, uh, kind of pocket device you can put in your purse or your pocket when you go into the city. And all the cell phones, or if you live in the city, well, just when you leave the house. And you just put this in your pocket or purse. And this goes out about 10 feet, especially if you travel or something like that. Um, and then this helps you, too, to stay stronger to protect from whatever Wi-Fi. And so be careful with Wi-Fi in your home. I wouldn't do that without one of these in your uh, in your home. I just wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Um, so you can get, you can get this on uh, Brandon's site as well. Hmm. Um, several people, oh, I, yeah, Faraday cage, yeah, that's what I was trying to come up with. <laughs> you see, these, um, no, I don't have, I don't have Alzheimer's. Now, um, it's, you know, the mind is really an interesting uh, tool, um, that I kind of use, and we all use. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't believe anything the mind tells me. Uh, it's just a, it's just a software, right? That's all it is. It's just software. It's just think of the mind as like um, Windows Ten or whatever. It's probably like Windows Four Million because it's. It's the most incredible uh, relational database. Uh, I mean, it's a God thing. I mean, it, there's not a supercomputer on the planet that's as powerful as the mind. What? That's true. I mean, you know, if somebody really wanted to program the mind to do everything a computer does, they could do it. I'm not into that, but you could do it. I mean, I've seen people... I was watching... Sometimes I like to go on uh, YouTube. Have you ever seen... Um, have you ever watched America's Got Talent? I don't have a... I don't have a um, television, so I don't watch it. I think it's an NBC show. But I love some of the videos they have. They have these four or five people, um, four people, and these kids come out, mostly kids, but and they come out and they uh, they audition for this million dollar um, prize. I think at the end of the year, and a lot of singers. And you see, I see some of the most amazing singers and performers. I you know I, I guess goosebumps with some of these kids. It's like crazy. They're so good, and it's really fun. And and um, 
So I do that for an entertainment value every now and then. And I saw a fellow on there, uh, they have magicians on, and I saw a fellow on there that, if you don't think the mind can do what a computer does, he was doing numbers in a, in a calculator and then asking somebody to times it by two and then he would give you the number. Or four. Or any number. And he would just, boom. So he, he just trained his mind to do that. Just like a computer can do it. It was amazing. I mean, it was like one four eight twenty twenty three thirty two, and and he would give a calculator to somebody and he said, now times it by whatever. And the guy would go, seven. And then a number would come out, you know, 12 digits long, and he would repeat it. So that's, you know. So anyway, I was thinking about the Faraday cage thing. Um, if, if I don't, and if you don't, the only reason things come back up in the mind, and this is really good information, Remember, we're using the mind all the time to talk, to actually put words out there, thought forms, to remember things, to um, to think about some future event. I wouldn't recommend that because there's no future, but you know what I'm saying. So we're using it all the time. So to separate ourselves from it's a little tricky, but this is what. Um, um, we were talking about uh, a couple of hours ago. This is what self-realization is about, to realize that the mind is just a you know, a computer and that we're not the mind. So all these little thoughts that come tumbling through our head, 99% of them are just the mind spitting out, um, reacting to something else. So people say, I think, but what they really should be saying is, my mind just presenting this idea, so I'm going to repeat it because maybe it's right. <laughs> it's pretty much what most thinking is for people, for most people. But you and other people that you know and hang out with are critical thinkers, like the fellow who called, and you think critically and you see something and you don't believe what's presented to you, whether it's a thought or an image, or an idea, COVID, or whatever, the earth is spinning, or whatever, and you you think about it, and you look, and you research, and you think critically, and you figure out what your truth is, and then you're thinking. Other than that, it's just a repeating it. But anyway, all, what I was getting to is this idea, there's a lot of times when a word that I know is there is not coming into me, you know, like the Faraday cage thing. I knew there was a little cage, and but I don't think about it. You know, I don't even remember the last time I, I had it in my state of consciousness. So there's no reason it should be there for me, because I don't care about it, because I'm never going to build one. You know, I guess if I thought someday I'd build one, it would have been there. But I know I'm never going to build one, because who wants to sit in a cage? So you see, that's just the way it works. And the more a certain idea or image... Uh, is in our state of consciousness, we think about, then it's right there. Otherwise, um, now if I would have sat here and just been quiet and not tried to get it, it would have come in. It will come in. But it takes a little time. But So I have Lynn who helps me. 
four people said Faraday cage. See, you guys are on it. Oh, this fellow who with the, oh, the finger is the rectal exam. Oh, oh, I didn't know what that was. Oh, oh, the fellow who had the prostate thing, huh? Yeah, that's when they do that. Oh, wait, I'm glad you brought that up. What was his name? Oh, it doesn't matter. He knows who he is. Where is that? Oh, I know where it is. Sorry. I want to get his name. David. The prostate guy. David, if you're listening, and I'll email you and tell you to listen to the show, you can massage your own prostate just like the doctor does. I do mine a lot. Not a lot, but you can. What? You do that and you your prostate won't get swollen up. You just take your finger, you lube it up, with some luby and reach down there into your anus and curl it under and you'll feel the prostate right there. Just a little, oh, it's like a size of a walnut and it wants to be kind of uh, soft and spongy which um, expands or contracts. This is where the semen is held and um, I do this is where the semen is held, and when one ejaculates, then that's where it comes out from, the prostate. Uh, why, uh, there's, there's all kinds of reasons, it's above my pay grade, all kinds of reasons why it gets um, um, inflamed, and um, what do they call it? Hmm. Grossly enlarged, grossly enlarged. They they do that by a um, BPA, PBA, P. What's that test they give? But Ray Pete said, "Don't worry about that that number." And he's the one that said too that more that when people get diagnosed with with uh, prostate cancer, uh, they always almost often die of something else other than prostate cancer first. But there's some tests they give you to test the enlargement of your prostate. Ray Pete has suggested that don't do that because it's all made up. Anyway, but so you can you can uh, David you can massage that and that'll uh, that'll help it to not be so enlarged, and then it'll help you to pee and everything. Hmm. Also look into the deer exercise on YouTube. Um, when David brought up the idea about cancer and they try to tell you that you have a genetic 
your dad had cancer, so you're going to, you know, and all that stuff. This, in my opinion, is going to be the next big move, move through medical is to convince everybody that PSA, thank you, Lynn, PSA, prostate test, benign prostate hyperbole. Don't believe it. Anyway, this is where they're going next, is genetics. It's going to be big. Bigger than big. And just trust me when I tell you it's one of the biggest scams ever. I, I like to listen to National Public Radio when I drive around just because it's good to know what they're doing and they're bonkers and they tell you what they're going to do. And NPR is a perfect place because it's a globalist operation. Far left. Crazy far left. And woke as you can get. Just woke as you can get. They're always, always, they're the most racist organization on the planet. Always trying to separate men and women, gain, you know, on the trans. But anyway, they had this story, and check this out. They had this story about a woman who they had on the air who they thought she was so smart because she had a genetic snip. She did some genetic test that said she, she was going to get stomach cancer and she had her stomach taken out. I'm serious. Cowan's been talking about it and he's going to talk about it more. All this, all that, that stuff we did with this, it's all made up. doesn't mean anything. But I know people still running around and I can't do this because I have a genetic snip of this and I can't do that. Don't do it. Don't believe it. And they say, well, no, yeah, but I do. I, I, I can't, I can't, metabolize this or I, I can't what's the word that's a big one because I know when I take it I feel better yeah that's because you believe you can't do it unless you take it you see it's just that simple 23 and me thing it's a big scam doesn't mean anything in my opinion so this whole genetic thing is where they're going to go and um you know, I know women, I don't know women, but I know of women that actually had this genetic marker for breast cancer and actually had their breast cut off. There's a movie star that did that. You're not, you're not predestined to do anything. You have free will. And there are some little genetic snips that you can spit into and they can tell you. Uh, trust me when I tell you that you can change them by just changing what you think. And this is where they're going with everything. They're going to they're gonna get people to genetic test and then they're going to do preventive, you know, preventive surgeries. You can see it. The writing's on the wall. And they're going to do it. And there will be people that will do it and will get all butchered up because they don't want to catch this or that. It's like, the next step to germs. Well, you can find out if you can get a germ. 
and then we can give you a vaccine before you get the germ. It's like, uh, what was that? What was that movie, Minority Report, right? Pre-crime. Yeah, it's just all nonsense. It's just all made up. There's nothing in your body that is predetermining you to anything to happen. You might have a genetic um, weakness in, in one of your organs that was passed down through mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. That happens. It happens. But again, as we said, that's a karmic thing with um, with some, some issue you had with grandpa that didn't clear up. And it's not some etched in stone thing in your body that because grandpa had prostate cancer, you got to too. It's just God's way of telling you, you know, think about what you and grandpa had going on and talk to him, even though he's gone, talk to him and clear it up. That's all Richard Massey um, helps people do. That's what we call healing is. Just clear it up. Have a conversation with mom or dad. You don't have to know where they are. We've talked about this with this lady in Spain. Just talk to mom and um, work it out. Oh no, her mom's in Australia and she's in Spain. Work out anything. It's right here, right now, you're right there with them. You don't have to write them a letter. You can. That's good. You can write people letters. <clears throat> That's kind of cool. And not mail them. And you pour your heart out to them to forgive them or whatever. Very powerful. You know, it's something that this lady, what's her name? Uh, Jenny, I think. You could do that, Jenny. Write mom a letter. It's more powerful when you write it down and then you could burn it or just put it on your shelf. You don't have to mail it. Oh yeah, there's people that believe they can't methylate with the MTHFR mutation and BRCA, thanks Lynn, BRCA is a breast cancer gene. Yeah, I wouldn't believe any of that. Remember, whatever you believe is true. So you get to believe whatever you want. If you believe you can catch a germ, you can. If you believe you can't find the wonderful person in your life, you can't. If you believe you can, you can. Oh, come on, Patrick, it can't be that simple. Come on. It is. I mean, who's stopping you? How about little babies or young children that die of what is called genetic diseases? Well, I mean, there's so many uh, specific things going on with these people. It'd be, it'd be un, unworthy of me or unsign anything to paint a broad stroke, everything. Remember that when a little baby comes in they have a special relationship with mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, 
a karmic relationship with these uh, people involved. Um, all kinds of things could be going on there. They could agree to come in and die just to help mom learn a lesson or help themselves to learn a lesson. There's all kinds of reason. And the doctors just call it a genetic disease because they don't know what's going on. Oh, it's a genetic disease. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Ms. Schwartz. It was a genetic disease. I just don't know. It's a spiritual, karmic thing in every case. In every case. So doctors just call it something. You know, Melissa and I talked about it yesterday. The body doesn't attack itself. That's all made up. That's also known as autoimmune. They don't, body doesn't do that. Never going to do that. Never will do it. Doesn't do it. Why? People say, well, the body gets confused. Really? The only reason the body gets confused is because you get confused and I get confused because whatever we believe is what the body is because it's one thing. If we're not confused, the body's not confused. you're really on thin ice when we listen to doctors or even most natural doctors um, they're they're still chasing after germs and you know don't look at the body as a whole thing and um, we're we're on track to be our own doctors <laughs> we just are and um, look at a couple of headlines before we go. Ah, oh, boy, we covered a lot of territory here. They were going to announce the actual inflation numbers today. Did they do that? That's not even close. We think it's about 15%. And it's funny, oh, Sleepy Joe, I saw a little video somebody sent me blaming inflation on COVID, on Ukraine, on oil prices. <laughs> oil prices are uh, the cause of just everything, you know. Omega, or the, the MAGA extremes blaming inflation on, on Trump's uh, supporter. His people are just I can't even believe he's in there did you see that is it the 2,000 mules or 20,000 I haven't I've, I watched a little bit of it boy that's a trip what is it is it 20,000 mules or 2,000 mules it's this great team of researchers uh, yeah 2,000 mules movie I watched about 20 minutes of it Whoa. And they've proven through cell phones and tracking and GPS, proof, and, and videos of these people, 
stuff in the ballot boxes all over the country. Proof. More so than even the computer. I mean, this is crazy. Trump must be in seventh heaven after that movie came out. I don't know who did it. 2,000 mils. I mean, it, this was a palace coup. Biden in there. A palace coup. They took it over. They stole it. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of Trump because he's, he's a handful and a big ego, but they stole it from him. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Oh, Jenny in Spain, I was just talking about. See? Where's your nose itching? I was talking about you. To write a letter to mom, I could post it. It might take some time to arrive in Australia. Well, but when you write it, you know, when you write it, uh, it's instant. So you don't even have to mail it. But I get it. It's the energetic, spiritual, as well as physical act of handwriting a letter. Yes, it is. That's why it's good to write uh, your, your dreams, your goals, what you believe to be true. Sit down sometime and say, I believe this. And then, you know, put that on the, on your table and tomorrow morning read it again and say, do I really believe that? But I get it, yeah. All that electricity and love behind the motion of the mind to heart, to hand, to pen. Yeah, that's right. I'll do that. I do that with my affirmation, so why not talk to mom that way? That's right. You know, a cool thing with affirmations is that I've done lots this lifetime is to write something 25 times every day. Whatever it is you want to write. I believe that the body is always healing and God has my back. That simple line. I believe that the body is healing and that God always has my back. Write that 25 times every day. Change your life. Oh, Lynn says I need to leave. That's all right. We're 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 gonna we're wrapping up. Send out the notes as you got them. Thanks for your help. You did great. So great to have Lynn because, you know, she always always saves me when I don't know what I'm doing, which is most of the time. Um. I was looking at a few headlines before we go. Do you see diesel prices? Whoa. And all the trucks that deliver the food use diesel, and that's another thing. You see, they plan this whole food shortage thing. I say that in quotes. Food shortage. All out. Started with um, Mussolini with unloading the containers two years ago and the truckers to COVID, um, Shanghai's in on the deal where they closing down ports because some new variant. They're all globalist crazies too. And um, and then all of these food processing plants blowing up. Did you see that? Like 10 of them? You think that was an accident? So they just want to, you know, try to make us miserable. So they'll We'll do what they tell us to do, but we're not going to be miserable because we don't care.
Yeah, if you're going to buy a home, I would wait because they're going to drop like a rock. This thing is bubbled out. It's tapped up. Don't buy now, but sell now. If you're going to sell, sell tomorrow. But the housing market's going to... Never been such a bubble. Houses could be selling for half what they're selling for today. So don't buy now. Sell now. So I was just trying to look for that. Oh. They must have announced the CPI. I was just curious what they come up with. Because it's always, oh, 8.3, wow. So if the government is telling you that the CPI, Consumer Price Index, is 8.3, then it's probably 16.6, double. They don't do fuel and other stuff. Andrew Gosh used to say, the CPI and other fairy tales. There's one reason why prices go up and go up is the inflation of the monetary system. That is the reason, boom. It's not Ukraine. It's not, it's not mega. It's not oil prices. Oil prices are a result of, of um, the inflation in the monetary system. The dollar goes down in value, which it hasn't yet, but it will. So that's when the prices are really going to rise. And Saudi Arabia says, I don't want you stinking dollars. You guys are printing billions of trillions of dollars. What are they going to be worth 10 years from now? I'm going to get more from my oil. So they stop printing. They stop the oil flowing. Prices go up and they get taken care of. Airlines are raising prices. Everybody is because now they're going to raise them more because 8 point that's on record. So they're admitting 8% inflation. You go to the food store and you tell me how much the food prices are going up. But it's all because of one thing, and that's inflation of the monetary system, which Trump did. He did. He borrowed a lot of money. and But Biden is doing double what he did. All, all this free money they gave for COVID, all, all this stuff, all these... $80 billion going to Ukraine so they can keep the war going. That's all inflationary. They borrow the money from the Fed. The Fed creates the money and it's more dollars chasing more grass-fed steaks and that's why they go up in price. Have you ever heard a politician say that? Ever? And they never will. Because if they did, people would say, well, stop borrowing money then, goofball. And they need to borrow money because they can't give you free stuff. Democrat, conservative, they all do. They all say they're new and different, a new flavor. But their whole deal is free stuff. So they're never going to tell you that borrowing money from the Fed is inflationary. And the Fed has $9 trillion that they, they've created in the last couple of years. $9 trillion. So those dollars are out there.
And then we have people that are just piling on, right, like the airlines. Of course, their fuel costs are going up because of money supply inflation. So they're raising things. And we just got to take care of ourselves, kids. So do what, I, do what you can to, to just, uh, you know, um, look at this, you know, look at the landscape. Try to look and see what's going on that's real. Be careful what you believe to be real. Um, be careful what you buy into. Um, trust God. Tie your camel. Get a little food backed up there. And we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. As Andrew Gross used to say, making predictions is difficult, especially what it involves the future. Um, everybody has free will. Every soul walking, what is it, seven billion or something on the earth plane has free will. So there's no telling what they're going to do. And this collective consciousness of what they think and believe kind of um, manifest in, in big stuff like governments and World Health Organization and, you know, World Economic Forum and wars and stuff like that. So who knows? Just do the best you can to be happy. Don't worry, be happy. You'll be fine. Trust God. And um, I will see you soon. Please pass on our links to everyone that you care about. Visit us on BitChute. You'll see the link on our front page. If you'd like to watch the videos, all of our audios are on the front page. All of our sponsors are on the front page. So if you care to uh, support us, you can do that. Or we take dollars. People send us dollars every month. 10, 20 bucks. I love you. Thanks. Had a good time today. Appreciate it. Thanks for the, all the nice emails and, and the call. And um, See you soon. I love you all very much. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com May the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.